Welcome to the Rise Method podcast, where we make fitness information available to everyone. I'm Steve. Let's jump in. Hey, folks, just quickly, we've started making these shorter podcast episodes that you can listen to them while you're on a break from work, maybe going for a short walk or doing some meal prep. Enjoy. Hey, Risers. In today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about how to progress your training in a strategic way. Now, when we start researching fitness, we're on our fitness journey, we want to learn more, we want to try to get the most out of this, we stumble upon this idea of progressive overload. Progressive overload, and what that essentially means is that we want to progressively overload our training. What does overload mean? It's just a fancy word for making it challenging. So we want to progressively make our training more challenging. And the reason why is that our bodies are really cool. We have a superpower. It's called adaptation. What that means is that we adapt to stimulus that is applied to our body. And we call it stresses. We call it stimulus. But whenever you're doing a task, your body will become better at it. So if you are constantly exposed to that stress, that stimulus, that task, your body will become better at it. And we see that in learning. We see that in muscle growth. We see that in bone growth. Uh, We see that in connective tissue changes. We see that in nails, in skin. You know, think of something like a callus on your foot or your hands. The more you apply stimulus and stress to it, the more we adapt to that. Now, in training, that happens as well. So what we need to do is progressively make our training more challenging. Now, we can't make the training challenging too quickly or we won't be able to do it. So if I am able to deadlift 100 kilos and that's the the most I could lift, I can't just put in 200 kilos and expect that I'm going to adapt to that because I just can't do that. So we need to find a level of progression where it's not completely outside of our scope, but it's not too easy where we could do it all day. Think of it like a learning example. Let's say you wanted to learn a language, call it Spanish, right? And you want to learn Spanish and you know how to say hola, right? You know how to say hello, hola, um, como estas, you know, how, how are you? So, you know, you might know how to say that, but you can't just say hola, como estas over and over again and try to learn Spanish. You need to get progressively harder. But then you can't just grab a, uh, let's say, a storybook in Spanish and then start reading that. You're not up to that skill level yet. So you need to find the middle parts to get there. Okay. So let's talk about how we can strategically do that in training. Now, first thing we need to do is we need to ensure that our training, our approach to training is standardized. So our stimulus is standardized and repeatable so that we can actually strategically progress it. What are I talking about standardized? Firstly, we need to break down the actual movement itself. So let's choose an example, a bicep curl. We need to standardize that bicep curl, the execution of the bicep curl, and ensure that each rep is the same. So we want to look at the bicep curl and make sure that each rep looks the same. So that if you were to film it, rep number one, rep number two, rep number three, number four is equal as in uh, you're not swinging it, you're not making it really fast at the um, end using momentum or starting to lean back or recruiting other muscles to try to complete the bicep curl. We want each rep to look the same. So we want a uniformity in our training. The next, we want to progress the execution of that exercise so that we are allowing for the most range of motion in the target muscle. So a different example, a squat You could squat a lot more if you just don't go down as deep. So you could quarter squat a lot of weight, but if you actually did a full squat all the way to the bottom, 
you may not be able to squat that much. So we want to increase the range of motion as much as we can to target the target muscle. And there should be a really clear start and stop position of the exercise. So let's say a squat, there's a really clear end where your legs are straight because you're standing up and there should be a really clear bottom position so that each bottom position is uniform and the same so that rep number one isn't you know a third of the way down, rep number two is halfway the way down, rep number three is a quarter of the way down, and rep number four, four is three quarters of the way down. Should be a really clear start and stop position. Some exercises are a little bit easier, bicep curl example, Straighten the arm till the arm is straight. Bend the elbow until you can't bend the elbow any further. Great, you've got a clear start and a clear stop position. Thinking about the rep as well, you shouldn't be bouncing off of the end portion. So as you're going through your bicep curl, when you straighten your arm, you shouldn't be bouncing at the bottom. And when you bend your elbow, you shouldn't be bouncing at the top. It should be a very clear start and end position. Within thinking about standardizing our exercise, we can start thinking about standardizing other conditions in our training as best as we can. So maybe we're training at similar times of the day, maybe training in similar environments, trying our best to uniform our training situation. Because if I train on one particular day and um, I'm in my, my favorite gym, I'm training with my, my best mates, my training buddies, I've had a big meal before I've trained, I've had a perfect night's sleep, perfectly hydrated, perfectly you know, stimulated with, with caffeine and all the good stuff, my favorite music is playing, I'm gonna be able to perform really well. Versus maybe the week later, I have a crappy night's sleep, I'm a little bit stressed about money and work and family and friends or whatever. I'm training now at a hotel gym, I'm traveling, I'm by myself, my headphones aren't working, there's no music playing, so I might not be as stimulated. So they're two different performances. Okay, so once we've standardized as much as we can within reason, we can then look at the individual variables inside the rep. And this is where folks often uh, go straight to. They go straight to the weight that's on the bar, the amount of reps they're doing, or the amount of sets they're doing. And they're the three variables that we primarily can change when we are looking at progressing training when we're in the world of building muscle, and when we're building muscle, we're mainly talking about folks that want to get bigger, build muscle, but then also folks who want to lose some weight. The, the big takeaway is that we want to maintain as much muscle as we can while we're losing weight so that we make weight loss easier, so that we're not just losing muscle mass, so that we're not just getting you know, skinnier. We want to develop our physique and look good in, our, in, in shape. So this applies to both weight loss and muscle gaining goals. Okay, so first thing we need to do is we need to find a load that is challenging to complete our rep target in. So let's break that down. Rep target is usually a rep range, and the rep range should be kind of a, a relatively large rep range, maybe five to 10 reps, 10 to 15 reps, 15 to 20, sometimes it's eight to 12 reps, sometimes it's three to six reps. It's usually like a, a, a larger rep range. It wouldn't be like, four or five reps or nine or 10 reps, usually like, you know, three to five reps, sometimes even longer, like, you know, 20 to 30 repetitions. So we need to find a load where it's challenging to complete that number of reps with. Now, we do want to find a load that is kind of like on the higher end. So if your rep range is like five to 10 repetitions, we want to find a load where it's challenging closer to that like nine or 10th rep. It's, it's challenging to complete that set with. Now, if you complete that set and you stop at 10 reps and you're able to go heavier, you shouldn't count that 
first set. That should be like a practice set. So if I'm going to bicep curl 10 kilos and I get 10 reps out, my rep range is five to 10. And then I'm able to go up to, you know, six, uh, 11 or 12 kilos and get 10 reps out. Okay. That first set isn't a stimulative set. Um, and I shouldn't count that first set. Progression should happen across multiple weeks, not within the workout. So once I've found a weight that is challenging to complete the higher end of my rep range, you know, maybe that last couple of reps, great. I then want to complete my sets. So it might look something like set number one, I'm able to get 10 repetitions out. Set number two, because I've fatigued my biceps, I'm only able to get eight repetitions out. And set number three, I fatigue my biceps even further. I've caused some disruption in the system of my biceps. So I'm only able to get maybe six repetitions out. Great. So I've now got 10, eight, six reps of my bicep curl and I'm able to bicep curl, let's say 10 kilos. Okay. Next week I come into the gym. My priority should be to maintain the same weight. So 10 kilos and work on increasing the total number of reps that I complete. So I've completed 10, eight, six in my first workout. Now that's cumulatively um, 24 repetitions. Uh, 10, 8, 18, 6, 24, 24 repetitions. So overall, I'm trying to get maybe 25 repetitions across all my sets. So I go back into the gym. I give my first set a good hard go. Maybe I'm able to get 10 reps as well. Maybe on that 10th rep, it's really hard, really grinding. Okay, great. 10 is where I stop. The next set, I might be able to get eight again. And then on my third set, I may maybe able to get seven repetitions out. Great. That's a win. That's one extra rep. That is progression in the tank. So I'm not quickly jumping up in weight. I'm trying to keep all my variables the same and I'm just progressing with reps. Now, what we want to do is keep progressing until that very first set, I'm able to burst through the top range and then not lose the subsequent sets. What I mean is that with my bicep curl, I could push myself to the absolute limits. I might be able to get 13 or 14 reps with my bicep curl with 10 kilos. But then my second set, I've absolutely cooked my biceps. I'm only able to get maybe six reps. And then the third set, I'm able to get three reps. Okay, I've gone too hard in the first set. I wasn't able to maintain some sort of consistency where I'm seeing a decrease in fitness of maybe like 20% between sets. So I've gone too hard too early. So what I want to do is to continue with that weight until I'm able to get confidently get 10 repetitions, okay, this is getting easier. I'm able to get maybe 10 repetitions for the second set, okay, this is getting easier. And then the third set, you know, maybe that nine, 10 repetitions, okay, I'm ready to progress with my load on the bicep. Now, some exercises, as soon as I increase the load, it becomes almost too challenging. A good example is that bicep curl. If I went from 10 kilos to maybe 12 kilos, that's a massive jump, that's 20%. That's like doing uh, 100 kilos on a bench press and going up to 120. That's a big jump. So sometimes increasing the load isn't helpful. And what I end up doing is get, maybe struggling to get five repetitions out. They're sloppy reps. The technique isn't consistent. I have to cut the range of motion shorter. So it ruins the stimulus. So I'm now at this awkward moment where I'm like, I can't really progress the weight because it just jeopardizes my execution and it jeopardizes my standard. I don't have a clear start and end position. I don't have consistency with my reps. I don't get to stretch my muscle to its full capacity and contract it. What do I do? The answer is add another set. So instead of doing three sets of my biceps, you know, 10, nine, eight repetitions, because I've progressed slightly, 
I might add a fourth set and do something like, you know, 10 reps, nine reps, eight reps, and then six reps for my fourth set. So I'm increasing the volume slightly so that I can progress that way. So the priority should be, number one, find a load that is challenging to complete the rep range, the assigned rep range. That's, that's step number one. Step number two, we should be aiming to progress our reps in between set, uh, in between our workouts. From, from week to week, we're trying to increase our reps. Now, in between sets, if you're able to do more repetitions, chances are the prior set uh, was not challenging enough because you've increased your performance over, over the, the subsequent sets or you've taken a really long rest. So if you're doing bicep curls, you get 10 reps out, you rest for 10 minutes because you go and have a chat to the front desk person or maybe you're training at home and you answer a phone call or you go inside and get a drink and come back out 10 minutes later, you've had a big rest, you go to train your biceps and you get like 11 or 12 reps out, okay, maybe you've had a long rest or maybe you've cut the range of motion shorter or um, you started recruiting other muscles so the bicep curl becomes a big swinging motion and a bit of a frontal raise motion, you get the idea. So find a weight that's challenging to complete the rep ranges, then increase the reps. If you can't increase the reps any further, you can't increase the weight any further, then we'll look at increasing the total volume, the total number of sets. So there you go, folks. Progressive overload. Uh, often we feel that progressive overload needs to be something that we constantly need to do, where in reality, um, we should be training at higher ends of our capacity. And we can't expect to see progression, large progression, meaningful progression every single week. Training should be challenging. And the true principle, the true scientific uh, exercise principle is just overload. That's all it is. It's just overload. We should make challenging training challenging and it is progressive in nature. Remember, it doesn't need to be every single workout or every single set needs to be harder than the subsequent sets, you're probably better off just keeping the weight the same, making sure your training is uniform, the reps look the same, the range of motion looks the same, and simply progressing the reps. So I hope you took something out of this. I'll catch you in the next one.